hearts of everyone here. Anyone who is singing sincerely and truly, crying out and saying, Help me. I surrender and I want to know you. Father, as a prayer rising up unto you, as a prayer rising up unto you, answer us. Answer us, my Father. Answer us, my Father. Reveal yourself unto us this morning. Speak unto us. Teach us. Like a mighty wave. Breathe on us, Jesus. Like a mighty storm. Stay within us, my Father. Stay within us. We need a stirring in our hearts and in our souls. Father, let everything that is calm become turbulent. Let power, let there be movement. Let there be the generation of power, oh God. Anything that is comfortable, make us uneasy. Anyone who is at ease, Father, let the burden fall on them. I pray in the name of Jesus. May we not be at ease, oh God, when there is work to do. May we not be at ease when there are mountains to climb. Let there be a stirring in our hearts, oh God. Have your way in your business morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Let's go straight into the Word of God. We want to welcome a few people in our midst. We want to welcome, first of all, our very own Miss Sophia Mensa. Every time she comes, every time she's on vacation, or her students are on vacation. She comes to visit us. We love you. God bless you. Amen. We also want to welcome Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Hallelujah. Amen. A week ago by this time, we had just come back from their wedding and everybody was tired but excited. Last week Sunday, it was like if people could sleep, they would sleep. 
come to also visit us and to say thank you to all of you. I know after service they will interact with you, so whatever they have to say, they will say. Amen. So let's go straight into the word of God. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread <coughs> and forgive us our, our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Hallelujah. Father, let your word be a blessing unto us this morning. So today, we want to look at prayer. Amen. We want to look at prayer and um, there's nothing like going back to the very... Well, it's not, should I say, basic or simple is not the word, but let's start from the very beginning, where we all get our prayer lessons from. Masanta, <clears throat> when people start talking about prayer, you are not sure what exactly they are talking about. And it turns into a different thing altogether. Many people are put off prayer because they feel that they cannot pray. And prayer is too tedious and too, um, 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 it, is, it is highly spiritualized. And because you don't feel spiritual, you don't pray. But I just want to admonish you that let us look at what Jesus said. And we are teaching this because we want to pray. We want to be a praying people. Hallelujah. If you do not teach anything, don't expect to see it in the congregation. Hallelujah. So if we are not praying, it means I am not teaching you how to pray. And I'm not telling you to pray. And I'm not admonishing it. And our core activities, the first three, the word, prayer, and fasting. I said we are going back to these things and we are going to do them very well. We want every single person to get to the place where they can read the word, where they can pray, and where they can fast by themselves. Hallelujah. Because it is important that when you hear prayer, you will not say, ah, we are going to pray again. Or when they say, let's let us um, do quiet time. Then you're like, ah, today too. You need to even be excited about it. Not all the days are the same. Sometimes you are more excited than others. But even on the days that you are not excited, you know you are not excited. You know it is a necessity. And you know that it is something that you must do. So if you are here with me, turn your Bibles to... Luke chapter 11 and let us go through this simple teaching on prayer which I believe is going to change something in your life. It's going to cause a spark. It's going to cause that mighty wind and that storm to start blowing in your heart and in your soul and in your spirit. Now we say that now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. So one of the things that we see from this scripture is that there was a certain place where Jesus prayed. I believe that when we talk about prayer, you must make time to pray and you must find a place to pray. 
it doesn't mean that unless you find a place to pray and unless you are in uh, 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 you have created like 30 minutes or one hour then you cannot pray that is a trap that people fall into and then they say that i don't have the time i never get the time my room is always noisy i do not get a place and so they always use have an excuse why they cannot pray okay this does not take away from the fact that you can talk to god anywhere even in the in the in the belly of the big fish jonah prayed do you understand even in, in even when he was somebody's meal he was praying so it means that prayer is something that you can do paul said something he said don't be anxious about anything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be known before god you see when you are anxious and you are in turmoil and you are in despair you don't have time to go and look for a place you just start praying when you are in the car or when you are in the plane and it seems like there's turbulence or some accident is going to happen don't say driver wait i'm getting down i need to find a place and then i'm gonna pray no you don't you just pray you know what i'm saying so in as much as prayer can be done anywhere one of the things that you must we must also learn to do is that we must also be intentional about prayer we must be intentional about prayer there are many christians who are not intentional about prayer as i'm talking about prayer right now many people they they they, they pray once in a, but they are not intentional the most intentional you have been about prayer is the fact that when you are coming your mother says pray every day so when you wake up you kneel in front of your bed and you say jesus i thank you god bless you see me through the day it's also prayer at least you are, but you must go beyond just that so jesus said after he was praying in a certain place may you have a place where you can pray you understand and I always tell people that, you see, when Christians are building their houses, they don't put any place for prayer in there. But if you visit our Muslim friends, they always have a place to pray. They even build mosques in their house. But Christians who build big mansions, see the way the Lord has blessed me. Ten rooms, three bathrooms, two kitchens, that, no place for prayer. Because we don't think about it. You don't think that even as God has blessed you with such a big space, it is proper for you to have a place where you can enter. And you see, when you have a place to pray or when you have a routine or a session, people don't usually worry you. I've never seen anybody worrying a Muslim when they are praying. Even by the roads, when they put their mat down and they do, you say they are coming. You don't know what bothers them. No one asks them a question. If you are lost and you go and they are praying, you wait. Eh? If you are driving on the road and then they pray even on the road and they put their mother there, you need direction badly. And they are the only ones there. You will not say, Psst, Master. No. There's a certain reverence we give to people when they are praying. So, you see, when you, you find a place or you make prayer intentional, even your roommate at the point who is rad will respect the fact that you are praying. But because you are, you are all the same, when you are praying, they don't even know. Yeah. Because when I enter the room and my wife is praying, I leave the room because our house is small. So I go and find my place and I, and I pray. You understand? Yeah. 
So he said that when he ceased, that one of his disciples came to him. He said, he didn't say that while he was praying. He said, Master, I like the way you are praying. Teacher, no. He says, when he ceased, when he stopped, that's what I'm telling you that, you see, when it becomes a part of you, people will respect what you do. People will not come and disturb because it's important to you. But when you are praying, they don't even know you are praying because you don't pray. It's not a part of you. It is not what you do. I want to admonish you that, you see, there are certain things you must cultivate. You see, you must be intentional about them. If you want to survive this Christian work and not just have it on you as I'm a Christian and you want your life to matter, and you believe that you want to go to heaven. And when you go to heaven, all the things you had in Sunday school, street of gold, a crown, and all those things, you must, that things, they will not happen spontaneously. There's no spontaneous uh, uh, germination here, out of nothing, no. You must be intentional. You must be intentional. It is one of the things that I have learned over the years that people who pray are intentional. They, they are not people, who, we don't have people who love praying. We have people who are intentional about praying. Because you no one laughs. What do you love praying? What do you, were, were you born with as a prayer warrior? What? When you came out of your mother's womb, when instead of everybody crying, you started Kateria. People are intentional about prayer. Because believe you me, sometimes you don't feel like praying and you don't want to pray. But you are intentional. The day you feel you don't want to pray, remember that there are so many people who don't want to pray. That's why the Bible says that you remember your brethren. That the thing you are going through, everybody is going through. You are not We think we are so unique and special that our problem no one has. We all have. Prayer is intentional. Plants can grow anywhere. But a garden is an intentional thing. All the plants in a garden, they grow wild everywhere. But when somebody is intentional to put them together, remove the weeds. The, the weeds are the ones they don't like. Keep the ones they like water it, position them in place so that the reds are here and the yellows are When you see it, it's starting to happen. It's not spontaneous. That is why when you see this world and how beautiful it is, for somebody to say it just happened, it's ludicrous. I cannot understand why you can see such a thing and not think that somebody made it. It is too beautiful not to have been made. Me, that is my only argument. You can give me all this. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a science man. But I'm telling you that when I see how things are so organized and arranged, I cannot but help to say that someone made it. Someone made it. So let us be intentional. Any Christian life worth emulating is one that has been intentionally worked on. You're coming to sit here in church will not make your Christian life one that people want to emulate. 
front. You must be intentional. One of the things you must be intentional about is prayer. And Jesus was intentional about prayer. It is a difficult thing to start, but when you start and you get into the groove of it, you will see that it is the best decision you ever took. Are you here? Oh, you are all quiet because I said you should pray. Hey, then this is not the church for you. I'm telling you, find another church because we are going to pray. Oh, yeah, you will pray, and I will pray. Who oh, will pray? Ask for the praying. And before I forget, Wednesday to Friday fast. Yeah. With much prayer. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. With the, I said with what? Much prayer. We are not doing starving. We are doing prayer and fasting. Yeah. It's like you say, I am doing chicken stew. And we didn't see the chicken. All we saw was stew. You had two two pieces of chicken. Say you are doing chicken. It's not chicken stew. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. yeah, say you are doing egg stew. Use tomatoes, 10, one egg. It's not egg stew. Egg stew. The egg too must be plenty. Yeah. So we are doing prayer and fasting. So the fasting will be plenty and the prayer too will be plenty. Yeah. Are you here? It must be intentional. What you are going to do X to you or to, you are intentional. Yeah. Then just name is stew. Yeah. Yes, I'm doing stew. That's all. Then when, the, when you come, you can imagine what stew it is. But when you qualify the stew, I'm expecting to see the qualification in the thing. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. So that this is just an announcement. It's not part of preaching. Fasting and prayer. Amen. Yeah. It's announcement. So where were we? Intentional about praying. Mm, some of you may have to leave the church because the church, I said we are hitting reset. When we came to the church, that was all we were doing. Fasting, prayer, prayer, not all these fans. We didn't have all these fans. Some of you have gotten used to all these fans. So put them all out. We come and do Paul and Silas prayer. Paul and Silas. You know Paul and Silas? When they pray, nothing, just voice. Under the stress, yeah, I have fancy for equipment. You project song, you have drive, have two keyboards. Hey, now if you just relax, the church is just nice. It's a nice, this is not a nice church. This is the house of God. Yeah. Mm, I will wear uniform, marching, and if any marching, we are here to mean business. So if you have missed road, please, there are many churches that are fine one. But if you are interested in fasting and prayer, prayer. and the word of God, this is a church for you. I'm telling you. Otherwise, you stop coming for the meetings. I hear. So where were we? He said, then the, one of the disciples said to him, hey, I've only one verse one. One of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples, teach us, teach us, show us how to pray. They had seen Jesus pray, and 
they saw the importance of prayer in his life and they could see that there was something about the prayer that influenced who he was and what he was and what he did and so all they could say was that teach us show us tell us how you see and you see nowadays you've made prayer so spiritual that you don't teach anybody prayer because jesus could have said that no it is a spiritual thing when the holy spirit comes upon you you will just begin to pray Kateriaba. and then you know says teach us sometimes when i go for i see young people praying i don't know whether they are praying they are chanting they are saying i don't know what prayer is some of the people when they come for a prayer meeting they will sleep because they are not used to they just you just you don't know what they are praying. you just enter and everybody is doing something and you just join yeah. I don't know if it's prayer, jama, or prayer. I don't know. And it is a trend that everybody knows. I'm teaching you the way we were taught. You give topics and you pray. You pray. Whether with your understanding or by the, uh, what do you call it? By, by, by in tongues or whatever, you pray. Just say that it is a spiritual thing. And many young people fall into that trap. Oh, that's what prayer says. When the Holy Spirit comes in, we are moving by the Spirit. Jesus could have said that. But he said, when you pray, when you pray, this is what you must say. Goes to tell you that there are there, 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 there are ways of praying. There are ways of praying. Like the scripture that I said, Paul said, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. See, he put all those things together. Even in your state of anxiety, even when you are anxious and things are worried, you see that bring your supplication by all means. Bring your petition by all means. But don't forget to add thanksgiving also to it. These are the things we must learn. Prayer is intentional. So this is what Jesus said. When you pray, say, our Father in heaven. Today, or this semester, we are talking about approaching God in truth. You see, this is the first approach. Or this is the approach. I mean, approach is first. So this is the approach. This is the initial approach. This is how you begin the thing and he said that when you pray say our father in heaven yes you can say our father in heaven and not know or understand what it means you see when you say my father you are establishing a certain relationship you are establishing a father son relationship or a father daughter relationship so that the ladies don't feel out of place 
when you so the approach to God must be knowing who God is and knowing who you are in truth I am coming before a father and I am a son that in itself if you can get it right the rest will not be a problem because the way you see the one you are approaching will determine what subsequently follows it will determine whether you even believe the prayer will be answered or not it will determine how you even say it how you will go before him if you enter a place and they tell you that your father is there or somebody holding high esteem is there even the way you knock is different from when you are entering the room your room you share with your sibling you may knock but the knock is different when i'm in my room and they come and knock on the door it's always i always see sometimes i don't even hear the knock sometimes i don't even hear and that ah, there's somebody knock so actually because when they knock once they won't knock again and if i don't come out they will go away apart from papa kojo who doesn't respect my dog hallelujah yeah because they get it like that my door has a certain reverence it is not the door they are afraid of it's not that they are even afraid of me it's not the door that they are giving the person they are if there was that room was for somebody somebody would just use his leg do you understand what i'm saying so this statement is the very is, is the door is the gateway to you praying if you get this one statement wrong forget it when you get because everything you are going to do you are going to say hallowed be your name what you see the way you you you, you worship or you talk to somebody or you you appreciate somebody it depends on who the person is to you so we may be worshiping like this morning and singing to God and we may be singing the same song and pronouncing the same words but my worship will be different from yours because my approach is different the one I the one to whom I am coming to is different from the one you how I see him different from how you see so it's not the words we can say this lord's prayer and like cain and abel one will be acceptable and the other will not it is not about the words it's about the approach the way cain approached god and the way abel approached god was different and the way you approach you even determine what you bring how you bring it we get it wrong at this very stage and the moment we get it wrong prayer is of no use i want you to understand that one the father-son relationship it is not just us it is what god has it is it is a spiritual 
and a heavy lifting. Because this relationship was first established between God the Father and God the Son. Between Jesus and his Father. That is the greatest example of a father and a son relationship. So when you come to God and say, my father, is your relationship like that of Jesus? Because father and son, it is not just their titles, it is their relationship. It is not just their titles. It is the relationship they have. It signifies who is greater and who is smaller. Even though they are one, one sees himself as being a son to the other. And one gives that respect to the other. Are you understanding me? Oh, are you here? It's too much. This, the Lord's prayer, our Father, who are today. We've been saying this since last one. Let's go to Hebrews. Not the other Hebrews, but the real Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. And let's go to verse 5. He says, For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. You see, not even the angels have a father-son relationship. So when we are given that privilege, it is a great privilege. It is like, our, you see, when you talk about marriage, the greatest, uh, the greatest example of marriage is Christ and the church. So if you want to see if your marriage is on course, you must not compare it to other people's marriage, but you must compare it to the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. Not your church in your house or his church. The people that he sees as his bride. The holy ones. The church universal. The church militant. The church triumphant. The whole thing. And you as a wife, do you see yourself as the pure and holy bride of Christ? Not what you think, but the one that Jesus himself has said that you you are approved of you. And when you see yourself as a husband, I'm married people here, so they are taking, I've told them already, and listen, those of you who are not married, just take it, it will help you one day. And when you say, I am a husband, do you see yourself as Christ treats the church? Let us not, you see, that is why when people say, come and say funny things, that, oh, I want you to be my father, you know, everyone, you are my son, you are, this is my daddy in the Lord. Be careful, though. Because you are talking about, you see, you must compare that relationship with that of Christ and our Father in heaven. 
What is the relationship? The relationship is one of respect. It is one of trust. Trust even to the point of death. Because if your father sent you and said, go and die, Jesus obeyed even to the point of death. Is that how you trust God? When you go and say, our father in heaven, are you saying that I trust you to the point of death? That even in death, I know you resurrect me like Abraham said. That he believes that even if he killed the son, God will resurrect him. That is the approach. You have not started prayer. That is the intent. That is the approach. That is how you come before God. Is that the intent that when he says, go, I will go. Because whenever you hear of the Father and Son, it is about sending. For God so loved the world that he sent. He said that this is eternal life, that you may know God and Jesus whom he sent. You trust him. Look at the way Jesus trusted God. Trusted him even to become human, even to die. And anytime Jesus spoke, he said, I do only what my father does. I speak only what my father speaks. All authority is mine. I speak of my father. I do this of mine. He was more of, he got his life from his father. That is why he says that you are my son today. I have begotten you. Begotten. You have come from me. Do you see yourself as having come in from God? The next time you say this prayer, ask yourself. Do I understand? That is the approach. That is that when you can get this right, the rest, you, you, you will not lie when you are praying. You will not say things you will not mean. You can, because you see the truth in your approach is that you see God for who he is and you see you for who you are. And that changes prayer. That changes how you pray. That brings a difference between the person who is praying in truth and the person who is not praying in truth. From today, may you learn to approach God in truth and may your prayers be different. Are you here? Then he goes on to say, so at least we've established that. Let me not... <coughs> try and do as much as possible. And then he goes on to say that hallowed be your name. And like I said, the way you, you mean this will depend on how you see the person you are. So the prayer would ascend and go up like Abel's sacrifice because the approach is right. And when you are worshipping, you are worshipping a father who you see, who you really are. So as a father, 
don't use your earthly father. That's why Jesus even said, call no one father. Because it's misleading. And if you don't take it because of the way your father has treated you, you will see God in a wrong way. Because of the shortcomings of your father, you don't, you see, you've never put respect or you've never really understood what it means. Yeah, we all love our fathers, even the ones that didn't take care. Eventually, you grow to respect, but you never really thought of it as anything. And even the ones that have been good to us, still they have their shortcomings. But if you can start seeing it, like the relationship between, because that is a perfect relationship between God the Father and God the Son, between Christ and his father you understand what you are saying and your worship when you come before him will be different will be sweeter you mean it because you trust him you trust him you trust him to the point of death easier said than done but you must get there that in the midst of the storm that's why he says that with thanksgiving you see you, you 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 can't you can't thank somebody in the midst of this unless you know who he is i'm telling you that's what i mean when you are distressed and you are praying there's no thanksgiving like we go to it god this one if you don't this they have stopped you uh, you, you are still talking about with thanksgiving can you do that and still with thanksgiving god i still thank you still thank you god the thing is hard but say all things you should give thanks you see if that is that is being real about the thing because i still trust you god but i'm still hurt anyway yeah. but i still trust you god yeah. but the thing is painful god yeah. but i still trust you that you go and pray. You can stop if you know who you are coming to. Even Jesus shouted, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? So hallowed be your name. Your kingdom You see that your your kingdom it is it is God's greatest priority. The coming of His kingdom is not that Jesus will come the second time. I have a whole teaching on the kingdom of God. Maybe one day I'll teach you. But the kingdom, the coming of the kingdom of God, is first of all an individual thing. It is God coming to you to you and to you so when you are praying your kingdom come you are saying that God let men find you say the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed which a man plants and it grows the kingdom of God is like living Jesus said that if I cast out the devil by the finger of God has not the kingdom of 
God come? It's not the kingdom of God with us. The kingdom of God is with us. It's with you. It's in you. And when we come together, it becomes a bigger kingdom. That is why you cannot defeat the kingdom of God because it is in us. And then we come together and it comes all around us. And it's a part of us. Unless you kill every human being, the kingdom of God will. So when you pray, your kingdom come. It says, if you are praying that God advance your kingdom. Advance your kingdom in my life. And advance your kingdom in other people's lives. Let your kingdom come. You are not praying for the second coming of Christ. You are not praying for the second coming of No. We are praying for the expansion of the kingdom in our hearts and in the lives of others. That is God's prayer. And you mean it because you know that my father, this is what he likes. This is his heartbeat. You see, sometimes I say, that, oh, when you go to God, you first have to give appellations and dada him small, and then you can't dada him. Do you mean it? You see, you can say all the nice things, but do you mean it? It's not like a praise singer that they have come and they have paid money. Then you go. Oh, the, when you die, go for funeral, I say they brought professional Christ. Yeah. 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 They ask for the crying, they will cry. They will take their money. Then you see them that they, they like the way they like beer. They will be drinking beer. <laughs> if you know someone, don't go and mention what they are doing. Professional Christ. They don't, mean, they don't mean it. But do you mean it? Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will. <coughs> Your will. Your will. Are you sure you want God's will to be done? Like when Jesus was praying. In the hardest moment, all he thought about was that your will be done. Do you mean it? Some of us, we don't mean it. God's will. You have a plan for your life. And if God's will does not align with your own, then that prayer, you are praying it in vain. Because that one, you won't allow it to happen. But if God's plan and your plan turn, then God, let your will be done. Many of us, that is what we are praying. Because the America, you must go. And you must marry that white man. And you must stay in Florida. And you must stay in whatever, Massachusetts. You understand? And you must go here, you must do this. You must be a millionaire. You must be a business tycoon. So if you hear that that is the will of God for you, pray it. But if it is not, then that you won't pray. You will say it, but you won't mean it. That is why it won't work out, because you don't really mean it. You don't really mean that, God, if you have to set my will aside and let your will be done, do it. Especially when you are young. Especially when you are young. Because your, the plans are many. And all of them involve having a lot of money and having good things, plenty of money, and many travels. There's always a beautiful spouse in it and some children. Your plan is never in Ghana. It's never in Ghana. 
It's never, even if it's in Ghana, it's in Accra. Yeah. Our plan, all our plans are, it's not, oh, that's what our plans are. Your plan is never at a normal book. No. <laughs> Sweet bro. No. Hmm? Brekum. No. That's why when they say go and do national service at Brekum, you say you won't go. Even Brekum, say you won't go. Why? It's not a crime. It's not in your plan. And your plan, your mother has told you your plan since you were born. And your father has told you your plan, the plan since you were born. He has never mentioned Bichim. It's not the plan. So, once, you see, when you have, when you say, my father, you must trust him. When you see my father, you must trust him. My father, you must trust him. To be able to pray sincerely that let your will be done. Because you see, this verse is telling us that there's a will in heaven that must come to pass on earth and it is through prayer that it comes about so it means that the will for god for your life may not come to pass otherwise jesus will not have said let us pray it if it were if it was going to happen automatically jesus would not have said pray that your will on earth let it be like the one that is in heaven and he says when you pray so it means every time you pray remember to pray that let God's will you see if you read Ephesians it tells you that God's will it comes out of his good pleasure and purpose if you understand where God's will, God's will comes from, you will not fight God's will for your life. Because whose life is more pleasurable than that of God? It didn't say it comes from God's anger. It didn't say it comes from God's uh, what is subconscious. It says from his good pleasure his purpose his purpose anyone who has purpose something has thought through it and if God has thought through it and has put that purpose refined it through his good pleasure and says that is my will for you Can you fight it? Jesus knew that. Jesus, he knew that. That is why he says, not my will, 
not my will but your will of all the prayers that were recorded because Jesus prayed for one hour and came back and the people were asleep we didn't know what he prayed he went again prayed, came back the people were, we did the Bible didn't record a lot of those prayers apart from maybe in John 17 but in those parts that they didn't record their prayer ask for your will be done that part of it, it was it was recorded it was recorded why because it was vital it is key but you can only say that if your approach to God is what it should be if you see God for who he is and you see yourself for who you are and you understand the father-son relationship and you you appreciate it and you uphold it you can pray let your will be done because God's will is far better than any other will you know when you pray God's will be done you have, you, have, you have prayed every other prayer that follows. Give us our daily bread and all. You prayed it. Because I don't think God wills for you not to have your daily bread, both physical and spiritual. God's will is perfect for you. The question is do we really mean it when we pray it? So as you read through there, it says, then give us our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. You see, you will not say this thing and not mean it if your approach is right. I'm going to tell God I'm going to forgive somebody, but you are lying in your heart. So God forgive me. You see, because you are premising his forgiveness on you doing yours first. Say, so, oh God, forgive me. You know, you know I'll go and forgive you. You know I've forgiven him already. So if God forgive me, you are lying. You are lying. You are holding a person in your heart for years. Yet we have been praying this prayer since class one. Forgive. And do not lead us into temptation. So you are asking your father, Father, I am prone to temptation. When you are praying, pray these prayers. Nyame. The way I like gossiping, when they come, God, don't let them come. When they come, God, give me wisdom to find an excuse to leave. When they start the conversation and it's nice, and then Kwasiasem is flowing. You know, sometimes the, the talk is not, it's just in Kwasiasem. It's just cause, cause, joke. the Bible says, cause joking. They are alive, Papa. Kwasiasem, you dead. When girls, girls meet. It's not only boys, boys, even the girls, girls. The things they can say. The things they can say. 
all that is your problem. Say, God, today, help me. Lead me not in their way. Let them even forget I'm there. And if they come, give me a way to escape. Give me the strength to say no. Hmm? As for you, when you are dead, when the boys come, some people, some of the girls are put there. Say, they say, ask, so why did you sleep with this? I don't know. Ah, you don't know, sir. So I don't know. It was raining and he came to visit me. And it was just a good time. Just a good time to sleep. Say, do you like? He said, no. See, I even hated him when we finished. But I don't know why. It was a good, it was, it was a good, I don't know how I do it. Hey! Say, God, this temptation. This temptation. Young man, ask you know that that's what this girl, when you knock on a door, no, she'll say yes. Pray that God steer me away from the door. Lead because she will do that. No, 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 what? But deliver us from the evil one. Do you believe it? Don't believe it because. I'm saying it, but I believe it because of the very first one to whom you are praying. Let's be on our feet. You want to talk to God this morning? <laughs> Just want to say that God, stir up in me this spirit of prayer. Let my approach to you be right. Let my approach to you. Let my approach. You just want to pray to God. Let, let's pray. Let my approach be right. Let my approach. Let my approach. Let my approach. Let my approach be right. Even for let me get it right. So that I can pray. I need to pray because Jesus prayed. He went to a certain place to pray. I also need to find a place to pray. I need to make time and that's intentional. <laughs> but God, I can only get it right if I see you for who you are. And I can understand the relationship. Help me. Help me. Manteria Banda Ramahateka. Father, I pray, O oh God, for a stirring of prayer in the midst of your people. Let men begin to pray. Let men begin to pray. Let it bubble up in them, in their hearts and in their mind, in their rooms. Cause them to wake up to pray. Cause them to laugh to pray. Let them speak to you. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the midnight hour, let prayer arise. As they do their quiet times, let them pray. Effective prayer. Prayer that touches you. No matter the time. No matter the duration. Anytime they approach you, may they approach in truth. It may be a 10 minute prayer, 15 minutes prayer, 30 minutes prayer, 1 hour prayer, 2 hour prayer. But Father, let the approach be right. That the prayer may be effective. 
Thank you, Lord. Do as you have said. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom be expanded in our minds and in our hearts. Do what only you can do, O oh God. Take men, men, mere men, and turn them into vessels that you use. Take the Gideons who are hiding and lift them up. Take those who are running away from you, the Jonas, and turn them around. Those that have contrary views like the Pauls and Father, touch them. Stir them up in prayer. I give you praise, Father. I give you glory. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. You know you are not saved. Lift up your hand. Let me pray with you before you close. Our time is up, so I'm just making this announcement once. I'm saying it once. Lift up your hand, let me pray with you right now. Then we share the grace and be out of here. You want to give your life to Jesus. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for hearing us. We thank you, God, for your word that you have spoken to us. Let it begin to stare us up. Stare us up. Stare us up. Stare us up. Let it begin, oh God, to cause the fires that have died, the embers, to come back to life, to rekindle the fires, oh God, the passion, the desire, oh God. Let your servant indeed, oh God, be ministers of fire, oh God. Let them speak, oh God, unto you day and night. Let your prayer rise up like sweet, smelling incense before you. Let them get it right. Let me get it right. Let us get it right. I thank you, Father. Let this week be a week of beginnings. A week of initiations. A week of starting. A week of going back. A week of restoration. A week, oh God, of elevation. Let this week be a turning around week. I give you praise, Father. I give you glory for your word. In Jesus' mighty name. And now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his 